Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Dr. Judith Orloff back with us, a psychiatrist, empath, and author. Latest book, Thriving as an Empath, 365 Days of Self-Care for Sensitive People. She synthesizes the really the pearls of traditional medicine with cutting-edge knowledge of intuition, energy, spirituality, and specializes in treating empaths and highly sensitive people in her practice. Judith, welcome back to Coast to Coast. Thank you. It's great to be back with you, George. I'm looking forward to this. It's a great book, by the way. I got it a couple days ago, and I can't put it down. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we need it in our day and time to have some kind of self-care strategies in place so we don't get burned out by all the energies that are swirling around. A lot of people want to know just what is an empath, so tell us that. Well, I'm a psychiatrist, and I'm also an empath, so I combine my traditional psychiatric training with being somebody who's very empathic, open, intuitive, but yet I'm so porous, and I don't have the same filters up that I will absorb, or I can absorb the energy of other people or emotions or even physical symptoms into my own body. And so as a psychiatrist, that helps me to develop deeper compassion and deeper connection. But at the same time, like many empaths, if I'm not really careful with protecting my own energy, I can get exhausted um, and just want to retreat from the world and I need a lot of quiet time. And so it's important that empaths practice a lot of self-care and really diagnose themselves. You know, there's a 20-question quiz in the book that you could take to see how much of an empath you are. And it's just a revelation when people find out that they don't have to be ashamed of this sensitivity and that it's really a beautiful, wonderful thing um, as long as you learn how to protect your energy. Would you say an empath is a person who loves life, loves people? Uh, Well, they're introverted uh, empaths and extroverted empaths. And so I think empaths have a deep love of people, but they need them in small doses. Um, Empaths can't be with people all the time. They have to retreat into Uh their own inner worlds and, and replenish and meditate, connect to spirit, Um, Just be quiet because the stimulation level can get really intense and they don't want to go on sensory overload. But, for instance, empaths love to be with people one-to-one or small groups rather than large, noisy gatherings. So it's just a matter of um, your sensitivities. And also, empaths are extremely intuitive. And so they can read energy and they can read what's going on in people even when it's unspoken. And so they have a very, very strong intuition, and that can help them get into good relationships. You know, or sometimes it's overwhelming if they don't know how to shut it off. Our last guest, guest uh, Judith, uh, painted just a very dark picture of planet Earth with the evil that's out there and everything else. Um, you try to help combat that and fight that. Let's talk about some of these energy vampires that are out there creating all this negativity on this planet. Absolutely. Well, energy vampires are people who can suck your energy dry, and they could be, you know, fairly innocent, the drama queen, or you know, even the, the criticizer, or it can get a lot more intense than that in terms of, you know, intense narcissism, as we're seeing it enacted in the world stage. When you have leaders who don't have empathy, 
um, because um, narcissists who are full-blown have something called empathy deficient disorder, then you don't have that light of empathy that's guiding you. You don't try and feel what other people are feeling because you don't have the same kind of neurological makeup. And so there's a toxic attraction between empaths and narcissists. So empaths really have to watch out not to be seduced by people who don't have the empathy or the caring to reciprocate. And when you have narcissism on the world stage, that means somebody or a lot of people without a lot of empathy, that creates darkness. Some of these psychic vampires don't even know they're doing it, though. That's true. Most of them don't. Most of them are not aware. And we could all be energy vampires at times. We can all be drainers. We could be complainers and criticizers and judgers and passive-aggressive. And the whole power is identifying it. If we get into that, we can catch ourselves. But the majority of energy vampires don't have a clue what they're doing. So they can be extremely dangerous that way because they're not aware at all when they're sucking you dry. They just know they want the energy, they want the power, if it's a power play, and that's what they're after, and they want a reaction from you. So I always tell, you know, all the empaths out there and sensitive people, notice your emotional triggers so you don't give them the energy that they're looking for. We'll take calls next hour with Dr. Judith Orlith, and if you are a psychic vampire and know it, check in with us. They can empty a room, and they don't even know it. They don't even know it, but they know that they need the energy, that they need to suck it from something or somebody because it's like they have a leak in their energy system. They feed on it, don't they? Yeah, excuse me? They feed on it. They do. They feed on it, but you can sense that. No, you're not just these passive victims. You can get to a point where your intuition is tuned in so you could sense when your energy is being drained because there's signs when you're around a, a psychic vampire where you can get tired, your mood can change, you suddenly feel like you have the flu, you're exhausted, or your your, your um, attitude totally shifts from before when you were with this person. So you have to really be aware of what's going on in yourself, and then you can test it. Sometimes you can get at least 20 feet away from that person, and you could notice you know, if you come back to yourself again because... <laughs> not an energetic phenomena. You're feeling better if you get 22 feet away or something, right? (laughs) It's true. You can test it out because the energy field only goes so far um, in most cases. That's interesting. Yeah. And yet again, the psychic vampire. Now, what about the psychic vampires who know who they are? Um, Well, those Uh, are the most dangerous ones. They know who they are and they go after your energy. Um, Those are the kind that are malicious, malevolent, and... You know, very, very dark. But, you know, as you said before, you know, my, your previous guest talked about the deep darkness on the earth now, which is true. Um, but my role and my, my mission, really, and my dedication is no matter how much darkness there is, to create light within us as much as we can. We can't be deterred by the darkness. Even if all the, dar- all the light was taken away, if you light up your light, that will allow me to see you so that everyone can get lit up. So I believe in empathy. I believe in the power of love, and I believe in the power of um, 
empathy and owning your own power with the darkness. People get so frightened. You know, they get so frightened and they kind of give up at a certain point. And you you can never do that, really, because it's so important. You know, this is what I look at the spiritual meaning of being alive and especially being an empath. In, in the Bible, they say the meek will inherit the earth. And the meek is often translated, better translation, into sensitive. And so the people with the empathy, everyone listening, you know, with your empathy, that is going to save you and the world from my vantage point and to create more light. How can you fight off a psychic vampire if they're attacking you, whether they know it or not? What, what kind of techniques are out there? Yeah, there are a lot of techniques I talk about in Thriving as an Empath because these are the techniques, everyday techniques that you want to use for energy vampires, psychic vampires, anything or anyone who drains your energy. You need to have techniques ready and forming a shield around your body by visualizing intense white light or pink light all around your body, forming a very strong shield can keep out negative energy. And it's the power of visualization where you can visualize this as opposed to just feeling attacked. You don't want to just feel attacked and accept that. You want to put up the shield and you want to deflect it back. So that's a very active thing you can do if you're, let's say, in a room and you you spot a person like that and you notice your energy is being drained. You can put up your shield as a protective mechanism. Now, that's, that's a very important thing to do. And also, it's important to set good boundaries with people. If you don't want to just talk to a, an energy vampire for hours on end because you don't want to be impolite and excuse yourself. You, know, you want to just have interactions short and sweet. You notice your energy is getting drained. You can maneuver yourself away from that person if that's possible, let's say at a gathering. You don't want to look into their eyes deeply because that causes an energy exchange. Um, You don't want to hug them or touch them because that also causes an energy exchange. Um, And you could just say, it's nice talking to you, goodbye, basically. So you don't want to just stay there. Empaths often are afraid of being impolite, so they stay too long and they have their energy sucked by people. Uh, so that's why it's important to be able to know how to get out of situations quickly, if you can, rather than just staying forever and then you suffering the energy drain. Can you create such a, a, a feeling of wellness to fight off any psychic vampire, if you're um, positive and upbeat and everything else? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think so. In a, in a lot of cases where you, your positive energy and your ability not to get hooked in by, by them, that could repel them. When you have extremely strong positive energy plus good boundaries, that's, that can repel them. So when you develop the strength in yourself you know, through these self-care techniques, meditation is a very powerful way to develop your light and to bring your energy back to center. And the more centered you are, if you're walking in the world and you encounter somebody like this, you will feel stronger and know what to do. Um, There's certain people, though, I've got to say, you just want to stay away from. You don't want to engage them. You don't want to talk to them. You don't want to do anything with them. You know, these are the more intense energy vampires. 
um, it's not healthy to interact with them. And it's fairly rare that you run into them, but occasionally you do. You can get a, a intuitive feeling where you get your hair on the back of your neck stands on end and you just get a strong beware, stay away. That's why you have to tune into your intuition regularly in daily life so that you can sense if somebody's dangerous or unhealthy. Now, with uh, these psychic vampires that are out to feed on people, yeah, who do they go after? The weak? The empaths. <laughs> They often, the, the weak, the victims, and the empaths, because empaths mistakenly feel that they can help everybody. They wear an invisible sign around their neck that says, I can help you. And so people are attracted to them to tell their stories, their personal stories to the empaths. And also the negative people, the energy vampires, are attracted to them because they know how good-hearted they are and how they know they'll stick around and be loyal and and be more or less a willing victim because they feel, empaths often feel, that if they can be with somebody long enough, they could their compassion can help heal them. Do some people get married to a psychic vampire and they don't even know it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if somebody is out of touch, absolutely. You could be married to somebody, but then what happens... You know, you start getting tired or you start getting physical symptoms. It doesn't last long, does it? No, 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 no. Uh, something will happen where you'll start feeling sick. But the thing is, people don't put those two things together. And they need to because your relationships can be good medicine or they could be bad medicine. What got you to start investigating this? Well... Because I'm an empath, it's really important to me to learn how to protect my energy and take care of my energy so that I can go deep with my intuition and my empathy and my compassion and, you know, exploring, you know, the unseen realms. Empaths are, you know, naturals for the energetic realms and exploring it. It's exciting. It's deep. You keep tuning in and tuning into the positive forces of life. And so what I noticed in myself when I was a child, I would go into shopping malls and crowded places and walk in feeling fine, but walk out exhausted. (laughs) Yeah, You you got hit by a psychic vampire, didn't even know it, right? Yeah, that they could come in groups. In your your adult life, knowing what you know, do you still get attacked? Uh, Sometimes. Is that because you're, you're an empath? Yeah, I well I'm you know, I'm very, very sensitive and if I practice the self care care techniques and thriving as an empath, I will be fine most of the time. But if I'm tired or I'm not feeling well or something throws me off, then that kind of puts a crack in my the strength of my energy field. And so I'm a little vulnerable then. So, you know, at, at those times it's inevitable. The world is filled with all kinds of chaotic dark energies now. Some empaths, Judith, they 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 kind of get attracted to psychic vampires, don't they? Almost, uh, it's almost like a magnetic thing. Yeah, there's a, a section in the book on the toxic attraction between narcissists and other energy vampires and empaths. Um, the narcissist is particularly dangerous because. At first, they appear one way. They appear seductive and charming and smart and funny, and they seem to care about you so much, and they have a false kind of empathy. 
But then the minute you don't go along with their plan, they become cold, withholding, punishing, draining, uh, cruel, really. And so, you know, a lot of empaths are taken by surprise at that point because they look so good at first, but they really aren't. So I always tell my empath patients and friends, provoke a conflict early on. If you're with a, a narcissist or an energy vampire, don't do things their way just once and see what happens. And then their dark side will come out. And that's important to see. Would you say that most psychic vampires are evil? Um, no, I wouldn't say most. Some are, but most are either conditioned by their parents um, or society or have been wounded in some terrible way. Uh, so there are all kinds of reasons. It's not evil. It's more um, just wounding. But there are some, like I, I said before, there's a small fraction of them you just want to stay away from. And you can feel the vibe occasionally. Occasionally you could be walking down the street and not even know somebody, and you get this horrible vibe from them. And that's, that's okay. Just don't go, go towards it, and especially if they're charming and they have a horrible vibe, because where they have power over you is if you doubt your intuition. If you're around somebody who's draining you and who's a negative person or, you know, even worse, you have to trust your intuition and develop either a strategy to deal with them, like the, the shielding or the boundary setting, or else just say no. No, I say no to a lot of people. Can and, you can um, you pick out a psychic vampire now if you were, like, standing next to somebody? In a second. Oh, yeah. I could tell immediately. They may, be, they may be nice people, sensitive. but you can just feel the draining, I guess. It's, yeah, it's, I feel the sucking and the drain, and sometimes it's a pain or a, even a knife-like feeling. It's, it could vary, but it's a downer. It's a huge downer, and it feels like your energy is just going down instead of up. So the minute I feel that, I shift into self-care. And I take a few steps back if I'm talking to them because I don't want my energy field being too close to theirs. No, I don't look into their eyes. I try and end the, the interaction whenever possible. Now, if you can get out of it, do. But you can't always because some of them might be family members. And so, you know, you might make a choice to stay in that situation. But in that case, you have to have extremely powerful um, protective techniques. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.